When I was a kid, the most important skills to learn in the Danish school system were reading, writing and mathematics. But since then, the world has changed dramatically and today we need to equip our children with a more comprehensive skill set if we want them to succeed. In just a few years, we've seen everything from a global health pandemic to rising inequality and military conflict. And then there's a climate crisis. These are problems that won't go away anytime soon. Our children and their children will need the skills and knowledge to deal with them. In today's episode, we delve into how we best equip and prepare our children for the future. What skills and knowledge should they learn to become engaged citizens in a fair, green, digital and peaceful future? And what can you and I do to support young people and society on this journey? I'm Josefine Folkvarts and you're listening to the Nordic Talks podcast. The holistic skills. So it's the social skills, your creativity, communication, the social emotional skills that children need in order to be able to develop into capable, confident young people that are ready to take on the challenges that adulthood can throw at you. This is Michelle Endebele, who works as a senior health and play specialist at the Lego Foundation. She's working towards a world where children can enjoy their right to both play and learn. She thinks that more focus should be on learning skills that make you a more complete human being. As we work to ensure all children have a fair chance to learn, we also need to make sure that when they leave school or other learning environments, yes, they're leaving with their literacy and numeracy skills, but they're also leaving with a full social and emotional toolkit that can help nurture a resilient and more adaptable generation for our complex world. For Michelle, the best way to learn those skills is through play. She's participating in a Nordic Talks event at the Innovation House Epicenter in Stockholm, organized by the non-profit Reach for Change. Also participating is Binet Seik, concept leader and co-founder of Changes Tech. She wants to be a role model for the young generation and inspire others to do the same. Among other things, she helps young people gain knowledge and competences in tech, and she agrees with Michelle. She thinks that besides learning how to be creative, children will need to learn to be ever curious and have a hunger to learn new things. The skills of tomorrow are linked. It's intertwined with what we think are the future behaviors. 90% of the world's jobs will be ICT-related. It's information communication technology. One of the key skills, apart from understanding what technology has for us, is to be brave and to be curious enough to acquire another skill, which is continuous learning. It's never too late to learn, and it should never be too late to relearn and just hit the um, reset button and say, from now on, based on where I am and where I stand and what I believe in, I want to learn X, Y, Z. Also joining the talk is Fadi Barakat. 
he's a Swedish business development manager working to create more opportunities for minorities like himself. He agrees with Binet and believes that the skills we must be curious to learn are the ones that computers will not be able to master. In this way, we can future-proof ourselves. We need to teach the young generation critical thinking. There is a lot of disinformation out there. Um, there is a lot of data being collected as well that we need to act upon. Uh, and therefore, I believe critical thinking will be one of the most important things in the future for the young generation. Um, I also believe that entrepreneurship in many ways will be needed because we will face a lot of challenges ahead. We need to find new ways to find solutions to those challenges. Inclusiveness in itself. How do we include others that, not, that, that are not the same as us? Uh, I think that, that will be also an important skill. How can we benefit from the diversity that we have around us that will increase enormously due to the crisis we'll face ahead? The last participant in this talk, Carolina Selborne, nods at the important point. She's a partner at the Inner Foundation, which works for mental health and human development. She believes we need to rethink what skills we need to learn in the future. Therefore, the Inner Foundation has developed a framework they call the Inner Development Goals, categorizing the emotional and social skills we need in order to heal, be well and thrive. What we can say about these transformational skills is that you're not born with them. Because many of us think, oh, you know, either I'm, I'm born open or I'm born humble or I'm born whatever. Yes, we are in one way, but we can all learn them. The Inner Foundation has divided the 23 skills they believe we should all learn into five categories. The first is being. Learning the skills of knowing yourself. Uh, the second category are the cognitive skills we need, thinking. You know, we need to learn to take new perspectives. The third category is relating. Caring for each other, caring for uh, things that matters around in the world, not just me, myself and I, but each other. And that is, of course, learning how to appreciate things, learning how to connect, learning empathy. The fourth category is collaboration. Learning, you know, the social skills for co-creation, uh, communication, trust, those kinds of skills. And the fifth category that we identified are acting. You know, we can't sit there. We also need to learn how to act together. According to Kaolina, the 23 skills in these five categories will help us feel better, improve our mental health and thrive. And I think we can all agree that the skills mentioned by our four participants are assets for everyone whether you're an adult in your third decade of working or a young student about to embark on your career. The question that remains now, however, is how should the children of tomorrow learn these important skills? According to Kaoline, we need to rethink our settings for skill learning. That requires a bit of different settings than learning mathematics or a language or uh, some of these. So we also need to learn what are the settings that we need in order to transform and have the transformational skills. Asking Fadi and Michelle, one such setting is the school system. 
but according to them, it's important to change the way schooling works today to accommodate the skills of tomorrow. I think we have to change the whole system in itself. It's too, it's not engaging, it's not stimulating the young to educate themselves. Uh, we need to focus on problem-based learning in many ways uh, and see the skills and the talents that people have and the young generation have and try to, you know, locate that skill and amplify it. I completely agree. I think there needs to be a transformation of education systems and learning systems more broadly to take a more child-centered, playful approach. Uh, to prioritize children's well-being, as you were saying. So it's about us as adults kind of taking a step back, taking more of a guiding role rather than continuously directing or dictating what children are doing in their learning environments and giving them the space to make decisions, to experiment in their own learning and take the lead in their own learning, as you were saying. So, how do we change our future learning environment for the better? As with lots of other things, it all comes down to one really basic yet extremely important thing. Cooperation. To change things, we must learn to work together on finding the best solutions, something that's a big challenge in Fadi's home country of Sweden. There is a lot of challenges, but there is also a lot of possibilities in those challenges as well. Um, collaboration between the public and the private sector in different ways. If we speak formally about Sweden and the challenges we have, we need a much higher level of collaboration between the private and the public se sector and, and the NGOs and etc. Um, we're far behind there, as I see it. We're still in our own islands working with finding solutions instead of discussing those solutions together and trying to move forward with, with a common goal. Um, so so uh, I believe that, that that's one of the biggest challenges. Working with how children learn through play at the Lego Foundation, Michelle agrees. More cooperation between the public and private sectors is key to success. Across sectors, we need to do a better job of coordinating. Children don't just exist in schools and learning environments. They're part of the community. They're at home. They're in health settings. So the key stakeholders in each of those settings need to work together in order to be able to amplify the impact we seek to achieve for and with uh, children and young people when it comes to um, holistic skills development. Kaolina from the Inner Foundation believes cross-sector collaboration will also foster something else. Inclusiveness, we all know how hard it is to learn that. And, and I think we need to be humble in terms of, yes, it starts with each and every one of us, but also how do we collaborate and learn the, the skills for starting to reach out a hand to, to really work with that mindset. And, and I think that's a skill set that we need to give our youth and, and have them trained on that equally together with us as an adult. It's obvious that change is needed on a structural level to achieve the goals talked about so far. But if we turn the gaze on ourselves, it's clear that there's also certain things we can do to support the development of young people's skills. Here's Binette from Changes Tech. It has to do with you. 
you being the role model that the next coming generation needs, you being the network that they need, you being the source of competence and uh, knowledge that they need. And eventually, when you believe that you're worthy of a better life, everyone else deserves a better life because you get out of your own way and now you start to serve. Um, that's one call of action. See yourself as the key, basically. Fadi, the business development manager, agrees and adds that change must first and foremost come from within. Try to be brave enough to believe in ourselves that we can also be a part of the bigger change. Uh, I don't want to say be the change you want to see in the world, so it comes back to yourself. According to Binet, part of this bravery is teaching kids that it's okay to fail. Because failing isn't really failing when you learn from it. Just being brave enough is failing and then being smart enough to use the word differently in your own mind. Like reprogramming the system of failures and mistakes. Reprogram it and give it a new name. Please call it learning. And then we must also lead by example. And to do that, Kaolina believes that you have to start by looking at yourself. We are all leaders. If you're going to lead others, start with leading yourselves. Uh, so my call to action is to really understand yourself. Start to learn yourself. You know, who are you? What is motivating you? What is driving you? Um, be brave, be curious, be authentic. All of those skills we need, take perspective seeking, all of these skills are important. But it's not like you can go to uh, read a book and, and think that, okay, now I learned how to take new perspectives. Um, or, okay, I buy a dog and now I become more compassion. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Lead others by leading yourself. And then we all need to be better at listening. Listening to the ones these changes actually concern, the children and the younger generation. Because they do have the tools and opinions to participate and contribute to forming their own future. Michelle puts it this way. See children and young people as capable. Include them in the work that you do and include them early and listen to them. And also just continue to actively engage them in the work that you do and the communities that you seek to support. Listening to Michelle, Caroline, Fadi and Binet, it's clear more focus should be on learning holistic skills that will help us thrive mentally and socially as human beings. For example, creativity, collaboration, social skills and continuous learning. As a mother of three myself, I can really relate to this. If our kids are taught those skills, they will have the best possibilities of growing up and becoming engaged citizens in a fair, digital, green and peaceful future. But the setting for learning those skills needs to change, both on a structural level and through positive role modeling for the younger generation. We need to listen more and we need to give our young people the necessary space to participate and shape their own future. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at nordic.talks. I'm Josefine Falkvas. Thanks for listening.